0: Hmm? Ah! Huh.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Peg. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show,
2: you. Today we are covering season four, episode ten, the season four finale, titled The Death of Jonathan Moore.
1: Been waiting so long to cover this episode. Just with that title alone, mm-hmm. it had me so intrigued. I was like, "Holy yes. shit! What are we walking into?" um I can't believe we're here at the at the finale. And then yeah, we made it. Been ten episodes already. <laughs> uh But man, what what a finale, right? Mm-hmm. What are yeah? What are your general thoughts? Did you did you love it? Did you hate it? Somewhere in between?
2: Um, I, I think I really liked it. Um as has kind of been the thread with this season, there's a few things that I'm having to pocket away and like a suspension of disbelief kind of thing and be like, but what about the, and how I did the, and I'm like, you know what, if I just ignore those things and take it for the fictional story that they're telling, then it's great because there were some really good twists, some really good reveals, some interesting uh, new starts. I don't know. I'm, I'm okay. I like it. I think it was really good.
1: Good. Good. Happy to hear it. Happy to hear that it held up there at the end. I Like mm-hmm. you, I totally get it. There's, you know, and I'm sure it'll come up as we're talking about it, you know, some some points uh, that, you know, yeah, you got to kind of let some things go in order to just mm-hmm. continue to be entertained. You can't look too deep at some things or else it'll just totally ruin, you know, the entertainment factor. So I get it. We've talked about several of those Um in other episodes, but I think all in all, I was pretty pleased with how, how it ended and how it wrapped up at least for this season and how it really set up for um, season five. Yeah. You know, I don't really have, I do have um, to be fair. One of my points is going to be about kind of like, what are we hoping for in Mm -hmm. season five or what do we want to see? What are we hoping for? Or what do we want to happen? Because it's, I'm pretty confident in saying, and I'm pretty sure they said, I don't have it in front of me, that it's going to be the final season, season five. So, you know, that's, um, you know, how do we want it to wrap up Joe's story? So I do have a point about that. So I think they set it up really nicely for season five, you know, to kind of give us a place to kind of kick off. And I also think it's appropriate, you know, to, to, to end it. It's time to uh, reach the end of Joe's story. But I was, I was pretty pleased. They had some good, good stuff. I didn't see coming. I know we've been, you know, kind of bouncing around the whole theory about Joe being the real killer the whole time and had a lot of fun with that, but mm-hmm. it was fun to still have some surprises. Absolutely. So pretty, pretty happy with that. But I am sad that we're just here already. I'm like, damn, this is such a fun, enjoyable show for mm-hmm. me that I'm just kind of bummed <laughs> that
2: it's Yeah. That, that it's it. We finished it. Yeah. So He like, I don't have an episode. I get to go watch After we're done recording to see what happens next. I know. Dang.
1: What do I do with my life when (laughs) we wrap up these finale, when we get to like the end of the finale and it's like, damn, now what do I do? Just just do it with myself. No, I'll have plenty to watch. There's plenty I'm behind on. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) That I can watch.
1: But I'm, I'm actually wanting, I don't know if I'll jump on it right away, but I am actually wanting to go back and rewatch from the beginning go back and start with Mm -hmm. season one I mean I feel like it's a pretty quick watch you know most of it so you know I can probably go back and binge it because uh, especially after getting some visits from Beck and Love um, during um, the previous episodes that I'm like man you know what those are really great and just fun Yeah, you know uh, great characters I really want to go back and revisit them so that might be something I might do is go back and and do a rewatch because I haven't done that in a little while you know i don't always get Mm -hmm. to go back and do rewatches when we pick pick up on a on a season it's usually just doing like a quick recap so yeah so yeah pretty excited i thought this one was pretty good um and i'm i'm excited to talk about it um well with that being said i'm gonna stop talking for (laughs) (laughs) i would love to hear your first point where where do you want to start for the finale episode
2: yeah all right um We'll start with kind of the quickest one that I've got. But maybe one of the biggest ones is we, you, you mentioned it was nice to be surprised. Even though, you know, we kind of have figured out a lot of things and talked out a, a lot of stuff over the season. But there was one big twist this episode that caught me off guard that I really enjoyed. And it's probably the same for you. Uh, we we'll just call it the plan B. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, because... Uh, To to go with that uh, like football meme, they had us in the first half. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) because seemingly confirmed at first that Marion was dead in the beginning. And she left this note behind asking to be left somewhere that she would be found so that Juliet can have closure. And Joe's going along with that. And it's really sad. Until later, we get this big reveal through Nadia that that was the plan. And I did mention something about her faking something. And I was, I I didn't see it going Mm -hmm. this direction necessarily. I thought she was going to like, and I think that was initially the plan was she was going to have that knife and then like fake being dead. And then when he came in or she, he was going to be knocked out or something anyway. So there's a couple of different like options that they had taken, but this Mm -hmm. plan B was kind of like, well, if Nadia never does show up. Then you take these beta blocker pills and then you just have him kind of, you put trust in Joe to leave you somewhere, correctly, right. uh, and, and not take her to the lumberyard, like Reese had said, no kidding. and do her a Malcolm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she appeals to that kinder side of Joe that's in there in order for he to, for her to be left somewhere, that then Nadia could come and revive her, and then she's free, which was a really, really cool reveal. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we get that through Nadia. She's working really hard on getting all this proof on Joe and making sure that he's caught for good, that there's no escape for him. And and Eddie is worried about her, but he's helping her. And that's where she reveals that that plan that her and Marianne had. And I, my jaw was dropped the entire time, starting with the phone. Once I realized what was going on, I was just like, bravo. That's a great twist that I didn't see coming. Yeah. Well, freaking played so i kind of broke down this wild but actually pretty incredible plan b so mm-hmm. yeah nadia and Marion switch the painkillers for another drug which is these beta blockers that will am- make Marion appear to be dead and then nadia will switch beatrice's number to hers making joe think that juliet is being taken away and then as far as the messages that were going back like a month I guess those were the those were real. The phones work that way. That like if you switch the number, but like it's still the same contact name. Does old messages re- still stay there? I don't know. I've never.
1: <laughs> I, I've never tried it, so we'll we just have know. to say for the sake of this that yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with that. Uh, then Marion puts on an Oscar-worthy performance of having nothing to live for anymore. Mm-hmm. So that when Joe returns the next time to see her. She seems to be dead. She's left the note asking to be found overdosed somewhere. And then Nadia has to rush to follow Joe when he's moving Marion to her resting place, which is why she bailed on Edward so fast last time. Uh, Then Nadia revives Marion with adrenaline or some kind of stimulant. I'm not sure where did she get that because it's definitely not the ketamine that she got from Edward. So I don't know where that came into play again. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. Enjoy, enjoy what's what's happening. Uh, and then, yeah, Marion wakes up, gets revived, and gets the fuck out of there and goes back to Paris. It's quite a plan. Uh, yeah, then I'm surprised they pulled off, but it was actually really cool to see happen.
1: It was really cool. That must have been what Nadia was referring to, and she's like, "I've got a plan, but it's never going to work." <laughs> you know, that,
2: mm-hmm. that's,
1: I, I'm thinking, "Oh, that must have been it," because yeah so many things had to go right and there were so many things that could have went wrong mm-hmm. you know like you said is, is joe going to you know she's she's counting on joe to to respect her wishes for you know not just having her disappear and unknown uh, you know give juliet you know have sympathy cuz he yeah joe's a piece of shit he's a psycho but he mm-hmm. did always have a soft spot for juliet or for juliet you know she's she's a yeah. kid And he's always got a pretty soft spot for kids, so she's banking on the fact that he's going to have a soft spot, if not for Marianne, then at least for Juliet, and give her that closure so she doesn't have to always wonder what happened to her mom. So, But still, a pretty big bet, considering Joe is absolutely out of his mind, and I think Marianne Mm -hmm. clearly saw that the last time that they interacted. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of things that could have went wrong. What if Joe never did come back? yeah you know so so many so many things so yeah i thought that must be what they were talking about because i thought man are we ever going to learn what that plan was you know um when nadia's like i've got a plan but it's never going to work this must have been it and yeah. brilliantly executed i was quite pleased uh, to see her live there at yeah, the end it
2: was, it was great i like that
1: <laughs> great summary there Um, And, yeah, one of the things I I didn't see coming. So it was great. Great Mm -hmm. to still have some surprises. I knew. I didn't know what, but I knew there were some twists coming because that's what this show. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's good at that show never lets (laughs) us down, uh, giving us a great twist or two. Uh, So it was great to be surprised. Uh, Well, I want to start with something small too. Not small really to me, but as far as like what I have to say, it's kind of small. And that's just one last shout out to how freaking great Greg Kinnear is. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody's like, oh my God, can she please shut up about Greg Kinnear? One more time, um, let me talk about Greg Kinnear, at least until he's on another show that we cover (laughs) in the future. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll have to find one. Um, And then I'll be insufferable. I'm sorry. But wow, just absolute great it's it's just for me always a joy and pleasure to see uh, greg kinnear in anywhere in any role i, I just i've mm-hmm. loved him in everything uh that that i've seen him in um he's so charismatic uh and so when he made this appearance as this you know mysterious uh rich tom lockwood in in the last half of the season it was exciting you know and i'm like oh my gosh what is he gonna do you know against um you know, and go up against uh, Penn Batchelor's Joe. Uh, and it was so cool to see how he could still be this charismatic character, but yet also kind of smarmy. Um, yeah. And how he, he could play this emotionally abusive um father to Kate. Uh, I thought he did such a good job. And really added, a, a, he was like a powerhouse character um, and actor. That that they brought, so it was really great. I was really excited to see what they were going to do with his character and how he would go up against Joe. And I loved the differences between Tom's um, character and Joe's character, where Tom is cool and collected, and Joe is like impulsive <laughs> and like murderous. So seeing those two go head to head and and that juxtaposition between the two characters and their styles was really great and um, super fun to watch. So love that we got some more Greg Kinnear. Um, although very, I was very sad um, to see him go now. I guess he had to, he was bad,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not not good. He was very evil. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Um, you know, when he, when it was, Revealed, like, oh yeah, he just kills people and <laughs> doesn't think twice about it. So it was sad to see him go, um, but it was uh, fun to see the final showdown. And yeah. very characteristic of Joe to eliminate someone that is just like him. Mm-hmm. They, they had different personalities and how they handled uh, things. But very much the same. When Kate is talking to to Joe about, you know, do you know anything about stalking? And (laughs) (laughs) does Joe know anything about stalking? Hmm. Um, Mm. Why, yes, he does. He can tell you quite a lot. Uh, So, you know, she's accusing her father and sounds rightly so, um, you know, of stalking and how he kept this file on her and how she overheard. Uh, him hiring someone to follow her and he had this file on you know people she'd had sex with her menstrual cycle and all of these things about her and i'm thinking that probably sounds pretty familiar to joe
2: (laughs) what kind of monster would do that oh wait
1: (laughs) who would violate someone in such a way Um, I don't know look in the mirror Joe Um, Mm
2: -hmm. so it was
1: very interesting also to see Joe's reactions to all that because I'm like you could literally be instead of her talking about her father you could literally just put Joe in his place because he's guilty of the exact same things Um, so of course it's like Joe to murder someone that's just like him because yeah uh, Tom was also claiming to do all of this for love, you know, his love of Kate and wanting to protect her. And that's what Joe yeah. always says. That's, that's his rationalization for everything that he has done in the past is because he's doing it because he loves the person and he's doing it to protect them. And he thinks it's mm-hmm. what's best for them. And that's exactly how uh, Tom was. So getting to see that comparison and the differences as well between the two characters was really great. Love so much. That it was, um, again, this character was played by Greg Kinnear, Sad to see him go, but um, it was it was a fun watch. So my last little yeah. shout out to Greg Kinnear.
2: Nice. So. Yeah, well, that's perfect. I can transition. You that was actually right like my, that? yeah, awesome. like number one. It was my biggest point. Oh, but, you know, okay. since you bring it up, like <laughs> I like to, I'll, I have no problem reordering things because I'm like, hey, <laughs> while we're on the Greg Kinnear train. Uh, so, yeah, so that like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that next point. So, uh, yeah, it's just Tom Lockwood must die. Uh <laughs> and there's a lot of things that kind of built up to it. Uh Joe wasn't expecting the news of Reese's body to be found to even be a thing. So you can tell right away he's thinking, Oh shit, Lockwood set me up. And then Reese I just call it Reese. The, or also I, I started yeah. refer, I started using some Dexterisms and just referred to it as his dark passenger a lot and this one too. So I think
1: I've uh, seen that <laughs> online. Like yeah, like Dexter's Dark Passenger, it totally fits. So yeah, yeah why
2: not? But yeah, so but Reese's Pounding this thought into his head over and over, Lockwood definitely set him up. And then that mixed with Kate being fully distraught over the hold that her father has on him and the things that you mentioned they were talking about. It makes him agree with this voice in his head that, yeah, this is one more kill that he's okay with doing before he's gone. Take out Tom Lockwood. Let Kate be free. Uh, let's see. That was supposed to be in a different one. That's why. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I have a note that was from a different point that made its way into that point. And I was like, Snuck where is that?
1: There.
2: <laughs> so I got to remember that that's there. But anyway, yeah. So he's going to set Kate free and take this out. So he's putting together his uh, plan on how to get to Tom, which uh, goes into her phone to get the uh, code. And I'll be honest, I'm not an art person, so I didn't know who Rothko was I <laughs> had to be honest so I had to look it up so Mark Rothko Latvian American abstract painter very cool oh, <laughs> the more you know <laughs> uh, anyway yeah but Joey uses Kate's phone he sets up that meeting with Lockwood so he can get the jump on him kill him the plan works with a few bumps uh, <laughs> he also has to kill Hugo the security guard which hey someone depended on now uh, he, Continue. you know, he just killed Lockwood and then he fled. He'll never be seen again. It's a classic Joe plan. He has to do some talking to get Tom in the right position to be incapacitated. Uh, which the whole DNA being found on Reese situation was a good reason to make up about why he was there. So no kidding. Again, Joe working quick, but you know, all in all, mission accomplished. I did think about a little random side note in the middle of this. I wonder if we'll see more of Cynthia next season season five Mm -hmm. because the way that tom talked about her and then how we see her in the uh interview with kate and joe at the end of the episode keeping that on track it makes me it kind of feel like she's a very very capable and possibly dangerous person herself so i'm interested to see if there's more of her (laughs) uh (laughs) but yeah and then the other part of this is what you were talking about is the similarities between them uh you know, all the manipulating, killing, scheming in order to, quote, save Catherine from herself. Yeah, Tom and Joe are way more alike than I bet Joe would ever like to admit or think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, once Joe kills Hugo, Tom knows he's in trouble. So he's trying to buy his way out. Offers to clear Joe's name, make him extraordinarily rich, yada, yada, yada. Just put the whole ordeal behind them. And yeah, Joe is too smart to buy any of that for a second. He's like. No, <laughs> not giving you your phone. I don't care what you say. Uh, and then another line from Tom that really pounds home how similar they are is when he says, you know, after, you know, I, I did it to save her. And yeah, I did this because I, I rap, you know, bubble wrapping her life. He goes, what are you doing for her now, Joe? The same goddamn thing. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty spot on. Yes, You know, Tom got his hands dirty to protect Kate, quote unquote, <laughs> to protect from things that were unpleasant or harmful to her. And Joe is doing the exact same thing by killing Tom.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And then my note where I said, and Tom Lockwood is dead. Goodbye, Greg fucking Kinnear. Sorry for your loss, Rima. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Thank you. I appreciate, um, all uh, the thoughts and <laughs> thoughts of condolences.
2: Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then to wrap up that little story, Joe uses, uh, his Reese faced murder and scheming skills to break Tom's ciphers, get access to his money, frames Hugo. It's a little convoluted, maybe. It was like how he figures out how to do all that, but it was all set to Radiohead, so I'm in.
1: <laughs> you know, just just put it up with a good song, and you can just yeah, just
2: like just start you know, playing Body Past Snatchers, it. and I'm listening to the music. I'm like, oh, it's a good song. <laughs> he did what? I don't care. <laughs> just gonna sure that, that works. Yep,
1: absolutely. We buy it. Good song.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: all that's needed yeah yeah like you said you know Tom took that mirror and turned it around right back at Joe yeah you know like I said doing the exact same thing and Joe just you know could never grasp that you know uh, when he would come up against people that were just like him you know like love you know I think he, he on the surface was like oh we're so much alike and you know that's why they had so much in common and can get along and 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 she accepted him but because she was like him he couldn't stand her you know because I think it you know unconsciously reminded him so much of him even though he always was like I'm not like that I'm, I only do these things because I have to you know and always try to justify him and stuff um, it was always everyone else that had the bad motives Joe was always doing it for good um, or at least that's the lie he told himself Yeah. Bye, Daddy Greg. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Um, Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Joe and Kate. um, Because, and and specifically, I'm wondering what kind of story he fabricated to Kate uh, to get her to trust him. Because I, Mm -hmm. I really don't think that she and i don't know i'm kind of on the fence and and i'm i'm probably gonna argue both sides a little bit um but so i'm curious what you think and maybe what our listeners will have to say um because i I think that if he really told her what he's really done that she wouldn't really just accept him and be like okay you know what yes you've done these things Really, and like she told him, I think that you're a really good person. Um, Deep down, we're going to keep each other good. I I just don't think if if she really knew, like, okay, starting here, you know, with even with what we know from season one, um, that she would be okay with that and accept it.
2: Yeah. Uh, So they don't really answer that fully. Like they make Mm -mm. it seem like he just told her absolutely everything. Yeah, it's it's a weird switch for Kate to just be like, oh, okay, well, that's fine, because I believe you're good, because you made me believe in myself, so none of that matters. Sure. Like, yeah.
1: And, I mean, she knows some things, right? Like, she knows that he killed Reese because her father made him do it, according to her, or what she believes anyway. Mm Mm-hmm so but i mean does that make it okay well my father made you do it my father who was a liar manipulator had you know no you know qualms about murdering anyone he he made you do it he did he had something on you. he made you do it so you did it does that mean it's like forgivable i don't know but yeah. so i think that she knows that much but does does you know when he's talked about Because it's come up before, you know, like, oh, I've done a lot of things in my past. You don't know all the things I've done. And then he says it again in this episode, you know, uh, because of the things that I've done. Uh, I just, I don't know if she would be able to be like, okay, you know what? I hear all of that and I still accept you and we're going to move past it. I believe that you're, deep down, you're a really good person. Um, Yeah. But do you think, and, and I don't know where I'm leaning on this one, but do you think that Kate knows or thinks that Joe killed her dad?
2: I don't know. Um, I I don't either. I have a feeling that it's going to be a big part of season five is Mm -hmm. understanding exactly what Kate knows Mm -hmm. and that relationship and kind of... Because then that could go either way. It's like, oh, she does know everything and she is actually as terrible a person as she keeps trying to tell Joe that she is. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like a Joe in love situation again where they're this like team of people with no moral compass whatsoever or yeah, that he is hiding a lot of things from her still, and then she's going to find out certain things, and then there's going to be an issue. Where again, it's going to be the prophecy, the cycle repeating itself. Where Joe said, "I can't be with her because I'm going to end up killing her," and is it going to put him in a position where that's exactly where he's going to feel like he's going to have to go, mm-hmm. right? For self-preservation again, like so. I so maybe it's purposely really hard. You know, that it's not clear at the end of the season because it might be a big story point of season five is figuring out those things. So I don't know.
1: That's true. Could be an unknown. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if, because he used her phone to text her dad, meet me at the, at the workshop. Did he delete the message messages? Did anyone um, check Tom's phone records to, like see what his communications are because even if you delete them i mean they're they're still like out there right like the phone company has records of maybe not the exact message i don't know how much they have but they at least know that like this number at this time communicated and texted his number Mm -hmm. um so it would you would think still tie back to her Why didn't you know if and if that's true, then why didn't anyone, or is it just because of all of the money? Is it the money and just sweep it under the rug? You know, they've got Cynthia, she seems quite the powerhouse that can (laughs) manipulate (laughs) internet data and buy off, you know, cops and sweep everything under the rug, you know. Um, so maybe, maybe she does or something, I don't know, but I'm just like, well, that's like a big. Like hole there is like well he he did he you know he he did that from her phone did she ever see that and go well I didn't meet my dad there yeah Joe's the only one that could have like left that message so and then her father ends up dead so you know it it's not hard to make that add up so I'm like are you just okay with that um you know it's one thing to do things in the past but that's not quite the past you know that's yeah <laughs> that's, that's kind of the present. Um, so I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't know how honest, I'm just curious, you know, how much does Kate know? How honest was he really with her? I mean, I know he's like, now's not the time to start off everything with lies, you know, time to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really, Joe, when have but you ever, how
2: honest, yeah. <laughs> How honest? <laughs> what definition of honesty are we going with?
1: <laughs> exactly Joe's definition of honest, I guess. <laughs> but here's the thing. And here's why I'm also curious if maybe, he could have told her all of these things or maybe she does know all of these things maybe she does know joe had something to do with her dad being dead and knowing that he had something to do with reese and whatever else it was that he chose to and obviously she knows enough also about like or at least a little bit anyway about what happened with love you know Mm -hmm. um in that story and knowing that Because if you really didn't do anything wrong, then why do you have to cover it up? Why do you got to have someone like Cynthia to go in there and fix these things, right? Why do you have to cover it up if it was, you know, if you're really innocent? Um, So there's obviously something to cover up. So maybe she does know all of these things. Because how good is Kate really? You know, uh, Joe keeps telling her all season, you're a good person, you're a good person, you're not your dad. You know, telling her these things over and over again. And maybe she is. But all her life, she's known about her dad and who he is, yeah, and how he'd have people killed, um, all of the underhanded dealings that he had, and how evil he was, and with everyone, and including with herself. And she didn't care. Um, mm-hmm. You know, didn't she say in a previous episode that she could just compartmentalize everything? You know, that she can just put it all away and keep living her life. I yeah. So maybe she's able to just keep doing that, and maybe she's not as good herself. I mean, that's all she knows is her dad and how he is. Joe's the exact same way. So is it really that strange to her to have Joe um, be who he really is, and and like she's like, well, yep, I'm okay with that because that's all I know.
2: Right. right. What's the definition of good? Is the Uh, question when they say, can they keep each other good? Because it seems like you know. Because this is my like next point, which I'll, if you go, still have more, right, definitely no, get that through was it. all but, that I um, wanted to say
1: was more just questions. So, yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, it's just the new Joe and where that leaves us. Because, uh, yeah, like if that final interview when they're back in New York and, you know, they keep talking about, you know, we can do things for good. And so we're going to keep fighting. And then his head's like and then Joe, like, speaks up. and He's like, but all for the good, all for the good. And it's like, well, oh, what is the yeah. definition of good? And then even Joe in his inner monologue is saying, you know, the the killing is just a small part of the skills that I have. But it's not, you know, it's like he's almost always like, but I've learned to embrace that that's what I can do. And so it's like, yeah, where where, where do they define good? Is, do, do Kate and Joe now have this plan? It's like, oh, yeah, we can kill people as long as we can justify it as being for good somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. yeah, I, I'm not sure what all that means and where we see where that goes. So, yeah, so that that next point of mine is, yeah, the new Joe, like I said, because we get there is kind of like this rebirth because uh, mm-hmm. he does die in the water at least momentarily, but he's pulled out and revived and it is like a rebirth. The doctor tells him, happy birthday. you know, you died in the water and you're you're back. So it is he reborn as something new? We see Joe at the end, so I would say no, not really. At least not in a positive way, but but if anything, he is reborn as someone who accepts his darkness and embraces being a killer now. Yeah. Because these whole seasons we've seen him do horrific things, but still when he's confronted with it, he goes, No, I'm not a killer. No, I'm not it's just the situations I keep finding myself in, and I have no choice. I'm trying to protect people and myself. And so if anything, he is reborn as a killer, where he goes yeah, I'm a killer, but I can use it for good and I can control it and I have you know so he is a kind of a new Joe but also not any better of a Joe at least <laughs> for us to look at but maybe for him he's being able to justify how he has changed and grown and become better.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh so yeah so that's Kate is speaking with him there in the hospital room which I guess I appreciate him making the decision to be completely honest with her. It is a change to do things differently. He tells her, yeah, I jumped. I was trying to end the person that I was this killer. And then he pretty much just completely admits to killing Reese all without saying it, but basically does. And she knows, and she's already had it covered up. So that's something to point toward hers. He even says, you know, I guess we'll just never know. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I guess we'll just never know. not Sh- No more, you know, like (laughs) don't say another word. What I (laughs) wink, wink. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So she's capable of, she was aware of what happened even before she talked to him. And then she already had it covered up with by Cynthia and all these things. So she's already kind of playing her dad's role a little bit.
1: Mm
2: Uh, and then I assume that she realizes that he was, because the way he says, you know, I've killed people. And if you and I was like, I think she realizes that he killed Malcolm. And Simon and Gemma. And maybe she just doesn't care. (laughs) Like, they were people who were holding her back. And so maybe, yeah, Kate has been telling us this whole season, I'm not a good person. I'm a bad person. The things I've done are terrible. Maybe we should have been listening to her. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah. I think you're right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, And this connection she has to Joe has given her the confidence to now take everything that her dad had, take it over. It's now hers. Well, it's now theirs as joe is is a partner in crime it almost seems like she's the one that's the face of the 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 team the company the everything and he's the fixer he's the one that can get his hands dirty when it needs to be so it, it does seem like they have this understanding connection so there are things in this episode that lead me to think yeah kate does know everything and she's okay with it uh you know, they have that line, we keep each other good, and he seems very into that. Then he turns around, and the first thing he does after leaving the hospital, seemingly, is kill Edward and frame him and Nadia.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, so I wouldn't yeah. call those things good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still don't know, did Kate help him with doing those things? Don't we don't know. know but I, we might find out. Because yeah. it seems like he might need some help. That's a that's hard one-person job to pull off mm-hmm. the way that he did. Uh, and then that interview at the end, which of course Joe bought a bookshop. It's the little things that he's got to do. Uh, <laughs> I
1: wonder what bookshop. Right. It has to be Mooney's, yeah.
2: right? It has to be, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and then at the end, we do get the reflection in the window. It looks like this Reese-faced dark passenger got what he wanted. He is combined with Joe now. On the inside, they are one and the same. Fully embraced who he is that Joe has, and he's. Convinced himself that he can be good and also be a killer. He's, you know, is is he maybe on the path to believing he's only doing, to make another Taylor Swift reference in these last couple episodes, <laughs> vigilante shit? Right? Uh, <laughs> is that where he thinks he's going now? Um, <laughs> <It's>
1: funny. <laughs> We're all going to be Swifties after this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a moderate Swiftie already. So it's just
2: yeah, I mean,
1: fun at this point,
2: yeah, I'm I'm a low level Swiftie. I yeah. don't. I, <laughs>
1: I am not. I'm not a codebreaker Swiftie. I'm not mm. deciphering every lyric or anything like that. I nah. just no, I'm not.
2: I just listen to the albums when they come out and enjoy them. Yeah, I just, pretty much is what I do. I
1: just enjoy them. I, I try to go to a, a concert here and there when I can. You know, can't help it though. My daughter grew up with you know that was like really her era you know back in the day mm-hmm. but anyway so it kind of just went from there Yeah, a lot of good taylor swift references in the series
2: mm-hmm. so yeah so that's just the point is yeah we have a new joe but what what kind of new joe <laughs> where does this go yeah
1: <laughs> i i I love that because it, it goes actually into my next point as well. Um, and I I agree with, with everything that you said. It I don't know what this means. And I do think to a point, it is a little bit of a new Joe. You know, he and I think right now he is full on evil now. You know, like there is no holding him back. And I think if you had any doubt before... What he did to Nadia in this episode, that, Mm -hmm. like, oh, all the murders he's done, well, eh, okay, I'll give you a pass, but, oh, framing Nadia, (laughs) that's a bridge too far, you know. (laughs) But, I mean, that was so evil, you know, to what he did to her, and knowing that she had her whole life ahead of her and knowing that she wasn't going to say anything like she just quietly. And it it just bugs the shit out of me to know that she just quietly accepts taking responsibility for this murder and this whole bright future. Like she was, uh, we've given her a lot of crap deservedly. So over the last several episodes, because she's supposed to be like so smart and everything, but she made some really dumb decisions. Maybe both things can be true. I don't know, but um, you know, had this bright future ahead of her And it was cut short because of this. Um, But, I mean, Mm -hmm. what he's done, I think, to her really seals the deal of how evil he really is now. Because I don't think Joe would have done this before. Nadia, I think, was kind of representing a lot like Ellie, Paco, you know, in previous seasons where he was always protecting the kids. Now, I know Nadia, she was in college. Maybe you can kind of argue, I guess, how much of a kid she was. But compared to Joe, she was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And he's always protected kids. And, you know, Ellie got away, Paco got away, and he tried to protect them and do good for them. And I think he did for Nadia, too. But here, this represents how far Joe has gone because he's not protecting Nadia. You know, he, yeah. he gives this his same Joe charismatic, you know, I, I don't want you to die. I want you to do great things. But at the same time, he's framing her for murder. Um, mm mm-hmm. He's not protecting the kids anymore. This is so uncharacteristic unchar- of the Joe that we know, which shows me how far gone he really is. He's really kind of terrifying right now, and I think that if we cheered for him before, I know I did. Uh, there was I'm like, <laughs> I know you're a psycho, but go Joe, you
2: know. <laughs> right.
1: If you cheered for him before, I don't think we can do that anymore. I no, I. I guess... I
2: don't He's still gonna find a way in this next this last season to make us want to. I just know that's oh, totally. that's how the writing works. They're gonna it's try. <laughs> like... they're gonna
1: try. but and what what is it that's making him even worse now than what he was before? How about this limitless power and money mm-hmm. that he now has? Like he can do anything. He's practically untouchable. Yeah. He's got Kate. He's, he's got Tom Lockwood. <laughs> he is basically like Tom Lockwood now. He can do anything. Mm-hmm. He can have everything, you know, uh, covered up, brushed under the rug, all the money and all the power that he wields now through Kate. Uh, he's completely untouchable. And that makes him even more worse than what he was before. Um, and it's really kind of scary to think about what, what he can do with that. Um and he's definitely. It, it's interesting because he has kind of become who he's hated all the years. All the this. It's like who he's wanted to be, but who he's kind of hated as well. You know, these rich and powerful, you know, people. He's now one of them. Uh, so it's it's interesting to kind of see how that role has changed. But now he's embraced his dark side. That also makes him worse because he always. And it was so. Um, evident this season because they literally took his dark well we'll call him dark passenger Reese uh, outside of him that you f- you fully get to see him and all of his thoughts and well just you know b- pushing him like you said last week the devil on his shoulder you know pushing him to do mm-hmm. all these bad things like he was a- an actual physical embodiment of his dark side that you know you're like he's always been there but he's always tried to keep him kind of at bay uh, and yeah. now no more, he's embraced him. Reese is there, you saw it there in the uh, the window, which was really cool. I'm like, Oh, are mm-hmm. we gonna get more Reese a little bit, you know, in season five? I
2: hope so. That would be great. I'd be, he's he did it. Uh, Ed Spilliers did an incredible job, so I'm all on board for having more of him in the final season.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I hope that that was um, a little indicator that he was going to be in season five. I don't know if to the extent that he was before but i do hope that we get to see more of him honestly joe and reese had more chemistry together than uh joe and kate i think (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, i i was just waiting if if they hadn't made this twist of reese not or like being this um being really joe um but if they had decided it to be just reese um i would have been all on for them to have a relationship Right. I, I was waiting for it like yes get it on I, I, I must see this because I thought that they just had amazing chemistry um, and then especially like in this episode where he's like I love uh. you and he just grabs him and hugs him and there's all this emotion I'm like oh my god we missed out on a great <laughs> relationship here look at this I'm I am all the feels for these two Way more than I am him mm-hmm. and Kate. So, anyway, I do hope yeah. we get more, more Reese. Um, but yeah, you know, th- he, he, he's finally embraced his dark side. You know, he used to make excuses for why he killed people. He always rationalized it. He would sometimes spare people like Nadia or, um, oh, that one dude that he let out of the cage. What, I always forget Will. his name. Bettelheim. Will Battle Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Paik. I knew you come through. You know, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to do that anymore. I don't think he's, you know, just going to let people go he his belief in his own innocence helped him convince other people that he was innocent and i just think i think that's Mm -hmm. all gone um so i think knowing that season five uh whenever that comes back around we know it's going to be the last season it totally makes sense that they're going to go out big joe is back in new york city Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it makes circle yes full circle moment it makes sense to end it where it started um yeah so i i love that um so I, I just loved the season. I thought it was so great. I know it had its uh, ups and downs, but you know, getting to see here in season four how much um, we got to see Reese, this other side of him, how much he would push Joe to be his worst, um, and then seeing that you know he's still there, lingering around to keep pushing him in that direction, and I think that Joe, instead of resisting, he's just gonna he's just gonna go for it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm excited, but. Yeah, I, I liked, I, I agreed with all that you said. Uh, I had titled that point um, R.I.P. Jonathan Moore. Because like you said, I do totally think yeah. that when he died in that water, it wasn't Joe dying. It was this version and that persona that he had created while he was in London and had escaped uh, after season three, this Jonathan Moore. That was the death of him for sure. So very appropriate. Um, so it's like all like all that you said there. Nice. Um, what's your next point?
2: Well, second again. It's it's great cuz you just throw me in like different order, which is great. I don't well, I'm just mind cuz then it just shuffle it all around. <laughs> yeah, cuz it, it just like flows because I literally with the title of the episode, I have a point also titled after that with the oh, death good. of Jonathan Moore. Yeah. So which of course this uh the episode started reminded me of uh when we were doing Midnight Club we had the episode opening with that content warning, which was good to have, but also on that first watch made me very curious as about the what I was about to see. Yeah. I was like, oh, what's coming? Uh, yeah. So we pick up on Joe planning on stopping the cycle in the way that love and his dream told him to. And that is still his plan for now. He's got a few little like loose ends to tie up, but that's his end game. But then we have that inner voice of Reese trying to talk him out of dying and constantly just... Barking at him like just embrace Who you are and what you are And let's you know come together And I have the the line Which <laughs> emphasis on a certain Word but yeah the line from Reese He says let's stop bickering and come together Integrate you'll never have to see me again It'll all just be You firing on all cylinders Pure whole unburdened You love it. <laughs> uh, And then The next we really see them, as you mentioned a little bit, is, yeah, the scene with Joe and Reese on the bridge, which was really interesting because it was an outwardly expressed inner monologue. The two sides of the same person arguing with themselves, one wanting to feel shame for who they are, the other urging them to embrace it. A war waged, one needing to be the winner, with Joe yelling back at him, Kate's not safe. You know, I will kill her every time I try. I made it perfect. It's never enough is Joe is owning up to this repeated cycle that he, he knows who he is and what he is. And he doesn't want to put Kate through that. And he feels that continuing on with Kate will end no differently than all the others. So, you know, but Reese is telling him, no, this time is different. Um, And I don't know, again, at the end of the episode, Joe and Kate are together, but I still think it's possible that Joe is right and it will not end in a happy way. Uh, Mm-mm. he may have been completely on spot right there on the bridge and should have listened. I don't, again, I'm, I'm with Gail. I'm not going to push for somebody who's mentally unstable to end their life. That's not all. You know, the, the correct answer right. there, but.
1: Agreed.
2: But as far as just where he's at with Kate at the end of this episode, he should have listened to himself and know it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. But he's convinced himself that it is. And. So, yeah, it it was a part that was very interesting in this episode. And I do hope that Gail has a really great breakdown or at least some good thoughts on it. If we hear from her. Uh, Yeah. Man, uh, because Joe is now doing to himself what he does to all of those women before him. He's protecting parts of himself by letting the dark side do the dirty work. Right? He's tired of it. This cycle's hurting him as well because you have those lines from Reese where he says, all I ever wanted was to make you happy. And it's almost like it mirrors what he does with these other women because then he's going, but it, it ends with a corpse in the trunk of my car over and over. And I can't do that again. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Joe makes that decision to kill the dark part of himself, actively manifest it into something that he has to perform an action, throwing Reese over the bridge and to have that dark part begging and appealing to be understood and reasoned with, you know, I'm alive for you. Why can't you see me the way that I see you? I love you. It's it's very interesting. It, <laughs> it was a is. very like. <laughs> I still don't think
1: I even after because I watched it last week, you know, after we wrapped and watched it again. And I still feel like I haven't quite grasped all of it yet the so,
2: psychological aspect yes, of all of it yeah, yeah I'm just
1: i can't wrap my brain around it yet maybe later <laughs> um but i still feel like even after this amount of time still haven't quite resolved or, or understood it fully but yes interesting
2: yeah uh and then yeah joe releases the dark passenger from himself and then when that's complete he takes the plunge for himself uh and then there's a line uh it's very dark but it does make me chuckle because I have a dark sense of humor. Same. When he's in the water, <laughs> they say everyone who jumps instantly regrets it. Turns out it's true. <laughs> you know? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> as, cause, yeah, As Joe is sinking down in the river, he's thinking of everything he had with Kate. Desperately wants those things again. As he's fading away, he's mourning the life that he just gave up on. Of course, knowing the season five situation made this a little less intense for me, I know, although I know. it was a little confusing again because I was just like, oh, I wonder how he's supposed to get out of this. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess being fished out of the water at the last minute is the move. We'll go with it. Uh, he seemed pretty deep, um, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Just really. But good yeah. So, yeah, so that was at like the him. point where, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the death of Jonathan Moore and the rebirth of. The new Joe, whatever that is.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of scared, <laughs> kind of scared. And wow, what a shock, you know, talking about the new Joe. He, his hair's trimmed. The beard is gone.
2: I miss the beard already. I
1: Oh, that I was. I already miss it. I, 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 I didn't. I couldn't see myself because I'm watching the TV, obviously, but I know I made a face. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, no, no, why?
1: You know, no, look, and. Sorry, let me just say Penn Badgley has a very nice face. He is a, a very mm-hmm. handsome man. But damn it do I love a beard. And that really like as soon as I saw him, uh season four opener, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, we got the beard. <laughs> nice, you know, and uh yeah, it grew on me, not physically. Yeah. yeah. So I was very sad to see yeah, that. It's
2: go. nothing against Penn Badgley's face, but it's just like but pinned Badgley's face with a beard once you're used to that. And then it goes away. And you're like, well, why did you take the thing that made it even better? Away? Yes.
1: Beards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> almost always make it better. Um, although mm-hmm. he's got great bone structure. So, you know, it's fine. Like I said, he's a very handsome man uh, regardless. But it was just like, whoa, why did why the facial hair? Why did you take it out on the facial hair?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah he did so. nothing wrong but i'm <laughs> it's the true victim
1: <laughs> i mean i'm sure it's to a point for the show because i feel like we're like like you said earlier full circle right we're yeah. back in new york we are coming back around again so i think it probably makes sense and now that he's not like in hiding he can be fully open jonathan moore is gone he can fully be joe again right out in the world he can put himself back out in the world anymore or you know again and he doesn't have to hide i'm I'm assuming that the hair a little bit longer hair and the beard were to help disguise very nice handsome disguise um
2: did he throw away the hat of invisibility does he not need it anymore he doesn't
1: need it anymore i bet he's got he doesn't need to hide (laughs) he's got all the money and power to cover up what he's (laughs) doing That damn hat. I'm not kidding. It works. Um, But yeah, quite shocking to see him back to the Joe that we've known for the um, first uh, three seasons. But again, makes sense because it's the Joe that we started with. And so maybe that's the Joe we're going to end with, um, you know, in season five, wherever it goes. Um, So, yeah, quite a shocker. I know I made a face and probably (laughs) an an audible uh, gasp at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm interested to hear what everyone else's thoughts are. And yeah, if Gail's got some good analysis, because I just, I cannot wrap my brain around, like you said, the psychological implications of this other half of himself, this argument that they're having, and knowing that that he's essentially talking to himself um, and saying some of the Mm -hmm. same things that, you know, Joe has argued with. And, And maybe it's because, like, the you season was
2: joe yeah
1: you know we didn't have a real you i mean at the beginning we still had marianne but we thought she was gone he never really looked to uh kate as his you so joe was the you so maybe that's where that was kind of going i'm not sure mm-hmm. um I have one more point, kind of a note, and it's more I mentioned at the top when we started uh, a little bit about season five hopes um, yeah. that we might have or how it should end. I don't know if you had anything prepared. I only have just a couple things because honestly, I don't know. And still like I'm still processing the season and the finale. So I don't know if I have all my thoughts together yet. But seeing Marianne, she we you know she's lived um, mm-hmm. and she's back with Juliet. And she saw the story. Yeah. She knows Joe.
2: It like dinged on her phone. Like, does she have like a Google watch for like Joe Goldberg or something? Maybe
1: she does.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised. She is kind of living in perpetual hiding from him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, she definitely that was one of their, in quotes, excuses for her and Nadia not to call the police because, you know. Joe is going to get away with it and he's always going to be out there and he's always going to be after her. So, yeah, maybe she's kinda... <laughs> like got a Google Alerts. alerts yeah. for a <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, how'd you see that? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, she knows he's alive and you could see the look on her face when she's like, hmm, second chances, you know? Uh, so, we know Marianne's out there. Uh, the Quinn family is out there, you know, Love's family who's mm-hmm. left uh ellie's out there somewhere paco's out there somewhere uh mm-hmm. i i can't remember everyone that was left but beck's yeah, rich that's friends, what i was you know.
2: i had like a thing that i saw online that this is what i was like working on before we started recording is i had this little thing i saw together is what would be really cool yeah pull in a bunch of other people we need the super team we need the avengers of you <laughs> to come together But, like, the people who know what Joe is capable of have either seen it for themselves, Mm -hmm. been involved, been a target, and survived, or at least have seen what he's capable of and can put pieces together. And so you kind of have this super team of, like, these are the people that could bring him down. We have Theo. We have Paco, like you said. uh, Elliot, the hitman from this season, even. Yes. Uh, Nadia, if she decides to speak up, Marianne, of course, Uh, Ellie, Dr. Nikki, Will Bettelheim, you mentioned, Sherry and Carrie Conrad have a whole TED talk about being in his cage. So, (laughs) yes.
1: And I think that is maybe what needs to happen because I don't, I know I've said before, like, oh, Joe has to die. Joe has to die. And maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, but I would love to maybe see Joe on trial with everyone coming back yeah you know i would love if you know if if timing and schedules could work out because i i heard and i didn't get to go too deep with it uh but i heard jenna ortega was supposed to be back as ellie in season four yeah. like they or at least they, they wanted, wanted her. her yeah they wanted her um but hey she kind of has been making it pretty big uh, on yeah, her own. she was a little bit busy, busy
2: being Wednesday, Adams, So right. you know. she's a little
1: busy and good for her. Yeah, because she's amazing and extremely talented. But it would be really great if she were available uh, and, to, and to bring back um, all these folks. You know, uh, there's there's a lot of people out there and it's kind of set up perfectly like it's this full circle moment. That wouldn't it be great for everyone that that is alive. Uh, because joe doesn't know marianne is alive she's definitely right. a key part i think and could be a key player at kind of getting the ball rolling a little bit um you know she could contact quinn's parents or love's parents the the, the quinn's because we know that they're both um alive um you know she didn't really believe uh that love was really the psycho that joe made her out to be Not Slow. Yes, love definitely had her issues. <laughs> uh but, you know she, she believes it was more all Joe. Um, I've named Ellie. She's out there somewhere. I think she's pretty certain that she kno- knew that Joe killed her sister. Uh, Beck had some friends left. There was a psychiatrist. Was it Dr. Nicky?
2: Dr. Nikki, yeah.
1: He's out there. He's in prison for Beck's murder. He knows what Joe's capable of.
2: Right. I mean, he knows he didn't kill Beck, so obviously.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I think that
2: You said Theo saw what uh love and Joe were working together and of course he was thought to be dead but then Joe dropped him off at the hospital and he survived so there's Theo to think about uh yeah
1: and <laughs> will knows
2: everything and <laughs> will he said knows he'd knows be, keep quiet but maybe he'll show back up always gonna see Robin Lord Taylor yeah,
1: yeah always great to see him I really thought it would be funny if he was the one that uh, Joe was reaching out to in London to get um, a new uh identity and
2: passport. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, got, got another favor for you, buddy. I know it's been a little while. <laughs>
1: yeah. Only one. Um But so I think now going into season five, you know, seeing how fully merged and like you said, integrated, to use a, a word from the show that Reese used, now that mm-hmm. he's fully integrated with this dark calf and what he did to Nadia, this is just the beginning. And I think that they're telling us with what, how season four ended here in the finale and what he's done and how he's merged with this dark half of himself. They're making him out to be like a full on villain uh, for season mm-hmm. five. So I think whatever is, whatever they decide to do with him and his character, we're not going to feel sorry for him. Cause I'm, I feel yeah. like I'm catching the vibe that mm-hmm. everyone is or not everyone, but I'm hearing a lot of chatter like, yeah, we don't feel bad for Joe anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, we used to root for you a little bit, Joe. You know, you were fun to root for, but now seeing what you've done, uh, we're over that. And I think that's what we're supposed to do, um, and how we're supposed to feel. So that way, when whatever his end is, we're okay with it. Um, Yeah. So I think they're definitely going full dark side. With them. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about season five? What you want it, what to happen, how it should end? Anyone you want to see?
2: So that's kind of what that was. I was like, I had seen that post about this like dream team. And I was like, yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I want. It's just to, to bring back all these old faces and names that would be, cause it, it was great. Even just having Beck oh, yes. and love appear in this season mm-hmm. as like those like dream versions of themselves was really cool. So I was like, man, in like real life to get Paco and Ellie and Theo and will, and you know, whoever else back in, even from like season three, yeah, as like the Conrads and, Marianne's going to have to play a big part. Maybe she's going to be, you know, seeing what's going on. She's going to go, no, he doesn't get to get away with this. Mm-hmm. And she takes it upon herself to, to make a mission of taking him down. Absolutely. So that's, that's what I, I I do hope that we get to pull in a lot of his old ghosts. And even like the people that he was kind to the people he showed mercy to like Theo and Paco maybe that will be his undoing is the little bit of kindness that is in there is going to kill the darkness that took over at the end.
1: Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, I I think uh, Netflix had, they haven't given a a full date yet, but I, I swear when I saw it earlier, when Rose a rewatch, it said season five to return in 2024. So Mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, It won't be late 2024. Yeah. It'll be kind of early again. um, They seem to do it most often around Valentine's day. So maybe they'll kind of stick with that. it will be great to, to see it and see how it wraps up. I'm, I'm excited Mm -hmm. until then there's the rewatch. (laughs)
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, Any other points?
2: Yeah. I had one last one. All right. Uh, Talking about Nadia.
1: Oh yeah. Let's
2: do it. Story in this episode. And, and, Edward, Eddie, calls him, because uh, she does. Uh, Nadia decides to completely tell Edward what's going on. Uh, with the name Joe Goldberg that Marion gave her, she's able to learn about Love Quinn and the apparent murder suicide of Joe and herself, and that Joe is Professor Moore and he's the killer, and lets Edward in on all of that. She takes him to wherever that place was to see the cage, which on rewatch was very confusing because she's like freaking out. Like, where's the cage? There was a cage here. It's like, but you already did the plan B with Marianne. So you know that she's not there. Did you just, so then I was like, what are you freaking out about? Is it just because the cage isn't there? You were trying to show Edward the empty cage and you didn't expect Joe to get rid of the cage.
1: Yeah. Maybe she was, I,
2: I, I assume that's all it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was confused, too. Maybe it was just, even if Marianne was gone, the cage would be evidence of backing mm-hmm. up what she was saying about Joe, I guess. Yeah.
2: So, yes, yeah, so I guess that's what was. she was looking for, the cage, and freaked out when it was gone. Because she's like, well, there goes the proof that I had. Uh, <laughs> which I don't know how much proof a cage is. Like, he did it! <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is all you
1: need, right here. <laughs>
2: Uh, Edward says Professor Goldberg, and that was really strange to me, Mm -hmm. uh, because now he knows his real identity, but he still has the respect to call him Professor. Uh, (laughs) Respect. Always respect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, After Nadia tells Edward the Plan B story, and we get that whole reveal, and he goes, you are an actual superhero. I like that. But uh, then she says that she still doesn't trust that it was enough, that if Joe is still out there. He's always capable of finding Marianne again or finding out the truth of what happened and coming back for Nadia. And that's her fear. And it's a good one. Uh, then there's this kind of jump in logic that the show is good at asking us to take for Nadia, which again, I'm living with the fact that it's fiction and just enjoying it. (laughs) doesn't have to be impeccably realistic in every way. Just go along for the ride. Uh, but Nadia, while talking to Edward, realizes oh, Joe's an, obses- an obsessive, so he must have the trophies at his uh, flat. So let's go back and look for the box and the trophies.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so she goes and she finds it, gets all the reese proof that she needs. Then she leaves to meet with Edward, but finds Joe instead. And then Edward becomes Deadward, and she sees him. <laughs> 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 and then I was I was trying to piece the timeline together with the way that we see Nadia's storyline. So I, I'm assuming this Nadia stuff with her working with Edward and then going back to find that all of this takes place after Joe has recovered and is out of the hospital. Uh, but then Joe tells her that, and they will, the police will find a box in your bedroom and they'll find out that it was Eddie. And I was like, she just, took pictures of the box in your flat. So how is they now going to find it in her bedroom? Like, is his plan to like hand her the knife, be like, you killed Edward. Good job. And then he goes back and grabs the box and takes it to her house. Like, is he now going to move it? Cause it seemed like very like one after the other. So the fact that he was like, and they're going to find this box in your apartment. I'm like, are you sure? It's like, is the plan to do that afterwards? Or cause there wasn't time to have done that before framing her. So it's just kind of kind of a, a weird timeline thing that i was trying to piece together it confusing it's confusing like,
1: using the jumps
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: and trying to piece it all together yeah i agree we're not gonna look too and then far.
2: yeah because i was like well does he have help and that's where that's why i asked is like does kate help with that do we find out i was like while he's talking to nadia is kate already moving the box to her house somehow like or her apartment like what is is kate in on it i don't mm-hmm. know
1: that's a good question or someone Kate hired to help mm-hmm. with that. Another pair of hands. Got a lot of money and power now.
2: Yeah. But yeah, so just wanted to shine a little uh, light on, on Nadia and just...
1: Poor Nadia. Again,
2: we said it early in the season. It's like, you're getting involved. It's not going to end well for you. Just just shouldn't have. just Just leave it alone.
1: <laughs> I mean, she's alive, so... She didn't, you know, have to pay for her involvement with her life, which is what I was afraid was going to happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, she definitely ended up in a pretty bad situation.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, go- going to prison framed for the murder of your boyfriend is not a great way to go either to end this this chapter. No.
1: No, and that was a little bit hard because I still don't feel like I fully understood why she would just keep quiet and not speak mm-hmm. at all in her defense, at all. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the the threat of Joe. Maybe,
2: maybe out of fear for Marianne. Maybe. I mean, I don't. know. with the things she has to say, would have to reveal that Marianne is still alive, and Joe could find that out. I yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just thinking. maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know either. I've
1: I've yeah i'm I'm not sure, um, so yeah, a lot of things you just have to kind of uh eh, okay, not gonna question too hard at that uh, and let it go. That's a good one. I only have a couple of notes left. Do you have any other points or do you have notes?
2: I just have one other note. Okay. I was just gonna point out the uh the antihero montage oh, there yes. at the end. Yes, yes. What did I say about Joe being a Swifty? Uh, yeah. anti <laughs> uh, antihero, possibly the most perfect song choice so for perfect. this show and this character and this season, uh, which that's two seasons in a row now that we've had a Taylor Swift song in the finale episode. Uh,
1: They've really lucked out because I know you have to get permission for that. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know because I didn't read it up on it or anything, but I'm just like, Taylor Swift's got to be a, a fan of the show, right? And yeah, I would, like, I would, think totally agreeable. Like, yeah, totally, you can use the songs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, season three finale was perfect because I "Exile" is one of my
2: favorite
1: songs. Yeah. Absolutely, just favorite and
2: "Antihero." Even before it was like the big like single on the radio and stuff, like when "Midnights" first came out, and mm-hmm. I was like, and like it's dropped, and I'm listening. Yeah, first listen like that first day that it came out, I was already like. Favorite song on the album "Antihero." Like I had yeah. connected to it, I was like, "It's a good one." So
1: damn good. one. Yeah,
2: That's a good choice. Absolutely good choice. <laughs> there's there's some other great ones on there, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: a lot of, a lot of great ones. She's she's yeah, obviously where she is because she puts out a lot of great great songs. Um, so yeah, really great choice. They they've done really well, and the timing works out because I mean it's still pretty new and pretty fresh. And so was "Exile" mm-hmm. too when when it came out. So it's still it's not like. It, you know an old song or something where you're like huh it just it's still new still fresh and it definitely fits the moments like the season three yeah. finale and like this one just totally fit
2: yeah and it, it's playing over a uh little where are they now montage yes! in a way which was fun uh, so we get to see kind of kate's friend group and where things go and then some others but yeah so blessing and sophie took over sundry house rold is still a rich psycho Shot Connie his is, friend in a yeah. accident.
1: I mean that that tracks when I'm like yeah. I'm like, I think he's gonna shoot Joe. He might just really shoot Joe. Well he really shot somebody. <laughs> you
2: know? Right. Uh, Connie's still Connie. Uh,
1: nine days in <laughs>
2: Right, But he still meditates. Seems to help. Uh, Phoebe left the glitz, glam, and fame and moved to Thailand to teach children. I love that for her. That is perfection. I I think it's so great
1: For her Phoebe was my favorite Out of all of them I'm happy she's alive And is living her best life Mm -hmm. Apparently Um, That she has gotten away from All of her toxic friends And that lifestyle And she's uh, helping others um, Mm -hmm. And found a peace and joy And I love that for her That made me so so, I think I cried (laughs) Whenever (laughs) that was revealed, I was like, oh my God, yes, thank you. Thank you for not killing her, saving her, and giving her a purpose and a life. Um, Yeah, made me very happy. Yeah, and as
2: much, yeah, as much as I absolutely love the character of Phoebe, she's one that I hope we don't see again in season five because she just needs to be living her happy life. Just leave her alone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would be okay with not seeing Phoebe again just so she can keep living her best life.
2: (sighs) Mm hmm. And then also, of course, to round out that little montage, Joe is feeling sad and guilty and he's going to carry this burden of Marianne's death as Marianne is happily living back in Paris with her daughter. So that was good. Uh, but then, yeah, as we said, she sees, gets her Google alert on Joe <laughs> Goldberg and is not happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then last, of course, the big one with the new Joe I was talking about is Joe and Kate take over the Lockwood business. And again, like full circle, they're back in New York already missed the beard and we'll see what happens from there yeah
1: it wasn't just r.i.p <laughs> jonathan Moore, it was r.i.p to the beard for mm-hmm. sure yeah i love that I, yeah what the hell does that mean by the way with joe and kate like they're gonna save the world what the hell what does that mean for them what do they mean by that i don't right it freaks me out um I'm glad you had that. I had um, the happy endings uh, as a note too. Super thrilled to see that Marianne made it. She was reunited with Juliet. That Phoebe, um, you know, lived and seemed so happy, so so happy. And that the kids had no clue who she is. Right? They're just. Mm -hmm. um, She's just their most dedicated teacher. Uh, Yeah. And I love that because that's I think exactly what she needs. Get away from that whole persona. Uh, and who she was in London, um, and then yeah, everyone else may may not have had like the best happy endings, but they're all still alive, which is more than what mm-hmm. their some of their friends could say. So I guess that's a happy ending if you want to call it. I like that we got that little wrap up. So it leads me to believe yep. that with the exception of Marianne, the friends group anyway that we uh, got to know in this season's probably not probably not going to see them again. If I, I don't guess, think so. I think if you're mm-hmm. going to give them. Uh, that kind of closure, we're probably not going to see him. I do think we'll see right. Marianne mm-hmm. in five. At least I hope so. I love that. Um, I have I have one other note besides that one. Did you have any other notes, or was that your last one?
2: That's that's all I got. Okay.
1: The only thing that I wanted to mention. It took me this long to figure it out, and I'm mad at myself that I didn't notice this before because I'm like. God, that makes so much perfect sense. But it took me this long to realize that all of Joe's interactions with Reese—you know—we we we figured it out based on other things, right? There were other clues that kind of built this theory that Mm -hmm. Reese or that Joe wasn't interacting with the real Reese, you know, um, that he was made up, or at least the one he was talking to was made up. And it didn't occur to me that a big clue that they gave us and I didn't pick up on it. And I feel so dumb (laughs) when Joe's talking to other people, what do we always get his inner monologue, his Mm -hmm. narrating like Gemma, he barely said more than two words to her the entire season because he was constantly, it was his inner monologue with Gemma. Yeah. He never did that with Reese.
2: Oh my God. Yeah, you're right.
1: He never had an inner monologue with Reese because he was talking to himself. That was him. <laughs> that was his inner voice. Yeah. Ugh. I'm like, there it was <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Episode one. You know, it was there. Mm. Well done. Bravo, writers. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, had no clue. Um, that was all my notes. Had the happy ending. Um, and the note about Mooney's bookshop, I really think it was Mooney's that he bought. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll find that out for sure in season five. So, that was all the notes that I had. Um,
2: we know it's got a great spot for a cage, so (laughs) (laughs) there's already a
1: murder basement at Mooney's that we're, yeah. Oh, my god, we're gonna see the cage in Mooney's basement again, right?
2: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Is it a season of you without the murder cage? Uh, In
1: the murder basement at Mooney's? Basement mm -hmm. of Mooney's? Oh, my God. It'll be a full circle. Or do you think Joe will have upgraded now that he's got all this money and powers? He can have, like... There's
2: a murder warehouse now somewhere else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I've upgraded now. I have millions of dollars. Billions of dollars. You can
2: afford to put a big neon sign on the outside that says Joe's murder house. (laughs) You can't do anything
1: about it. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'll be hilarious! <laughs> All right. Well, I actually have just a, a one, a few things um, that I wanted to kind of talk about um, as far as news. Now that I'm able to actually look freely, um, but one thing I want this isn't sorry, probably news. But I did want to talk about because you made a really good point about Taylor Swift's song um, "Anti Hero," and once once we got a little bit further into season five. Uh, this made more sense to me realizing that um, Penn Badgley, like his first TikTok, was a complete spoiler to the show. <laughs> and I've mentioned his TikTok account um, and yeah. encouraged everyone to go check it out, but it totally had, uh, it, it totally revealed the big twist. Now, we didn't know that, but it was a total spoiler because um, his first TikTok, um, you see Badgley, Penn Badgley running towards. Uh, a door when he opens it it reveals his character joe and they both are lip-syncing to taylor swift's hit song anti-hero Mm -hmm. and so whether i don't know that it was intentional i don't think that it was um but it ended up giving away like the biggest plot um and the biggest twist i think that we've seen of you Um, anyway go check out his tiktok it's really great he's also got a podcast um Mm -hmm. that I I think is really great. I know he's interviewed Victoria Pedretti, um, among others, so everyone should check that out. Um, I did see an article on BuzzFeed with uh, the showrunner, Sarah Gamble. Um, She had a couple of things that she wanted to talk about for season four. So she starts off um, by saying, um, one Um, She said that we didn't think we could do another season where Joe continued to completely lie to himself about his shenanigans and the consequences of season three, Um, you know, where he loses his son and the tragic death of his wife. Uh, She said we felt like Joe would at least be really trying to look himself in the eye and figure out how to break patterns. On a character level, it was that. She said we do a different kind of love story every season, but we also do a different kind of thriller every season. I went to dinner with Greg Berlanti between the seasons, and I sat down, and he's like, okay, I have an idea. I have this tiny little idea, a whodunit murder mystery. It was a perfect thing to be able to have another killer who was very different, but I also did not know what I was signing up for because I've never written a whodunit that was longer than a single episode. I signed the writers up for the most difficult writing experience of the whole series. Um, She also mentioned that they hired uh, one of the writers, someone in the writer's room, was actually British to make the dialogue sound more authentically British. Nice. You know, I think we've (laughs) talked about that, like, are these some Britishisms? You know, these aren't things that we quite say. So she mentions, uh, she says, we had a new writer and producer this season. He was British and started his career on British television. Uh, She says, I used to joke with him, I'm about to send you a draft so you can British it. And he did. (laughs) Uh, she said the actors also occasionally asked a question about a turn of phrase because they wanted to pitch an alternative. and It's always fine with me, including when they're American. Um, she says also that it was decided that Joe would end up back in New York before work began on season four. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. She says, when Greg and I were talking about the Europe season, the Agatha Christie season, all of these things we've said to ourselves, what we should do is have him come home again at the end, reclaim his name and go back to New York. But so different than when we first met him. Um, So much of all the things that he watched and judged from afar in season one is now exactly who he is. So we had this ending in mind with Kate from the beginning, she says. She says, Um, She goes on, I feel like this is the season where the whole idea was to have Joe face himself. The you of the season is Joe. He tried hard in certain ways to look at himself and to change. But I think by the end of the season, it should be pretty clear that this show has zero interest in letting Joe off the hook. The fact that he lives to be Joe or to be Joe another day means that we haven't redeemed him. (laughs) I think that is awesome. I'm excited. I to see where it goes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think it's time to hear what our listeners have to say about the finale. Uh, you want to take the first one?
2: All right. <clears throat> the first one is from Melissa Cipolla. It says, Wow, what a season. I didn't see the twist with Nadia coming. I'm so relieved that Marianne got away. Nadia played it smart up until the end. They should have gone to the police or have waited until they knew where Joe was before breaking into his flat. I'm not sure how I feel about Joe embracing his true self. They gave the false sense that Joe would realize what a monster he was and then do something to redeem himself. I'm not rooting for him, but I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes next season. Mm -hmm. Does Kate know that he's still killing people, or does she think he's going to become a good man? As a New Yorker, I'm happy he'll be back to his bookstore in NYC.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Melissa. Mm -hmm. Alma Contreras says... First off, I just got done listening to episode nine cast and was totally tickled when y'all mentioned the, co- the code being Taylor Swift's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not as big a Swippy as I thought because I missed it. <laughs> and yes, I was very excited to hear Antihero in the last episode. Thought it was a perfect song for Joe. The flash showing Marianne makes me think she is going to come after Joe in season five. I agree with you. Um, I like how they wrapped things up. My jaw was just dropped at every turn. Poor Nadia. Such a smart cookie, but couldn't outsmart the fox. LOL. I was really feeling bad for Joe's mental break and how he was so upset when his eyes opened to the horrible reality of how monstrous he truly is. But now being hooked up with Kate gives him immense money and power. OMG, he is going to be practically unstoppable next season. I can't wait to see how they end the series next season. And thank you to y'all for the entertaining cast.
2: Thanks Alma. Thanks um, <laughs> And then this one comes from Don Elizabeth. It says I was finally feeling sorry for Joe, but by the end that feeling went away. The best part of this episode was that Nadia helped Marion get away. I'm so happy about that because the last episode was so upsetting. Thinking that her daughter would think she had been abandoned due to drug use. I'd really thought that if Nadia would get through, uh, I had really thought that Nadia would get through safely. Stupid me. I wonder if we'll see her in season five. So, did Joe tell Kate everything? Is he now her hitman for unpleasant situations? I couldn't tell if that's what he meant at the end. Anne Reese is still with Joe. That actor did a great job, and I wouldn't mind seeing more of him. I thought Phoebe's end story was stupid and didn't care about the rest <laughs> of these rich idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, John. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she goes on, I hope next season has a cast of characters I like more than this one did. Thanks, Rima and Pake, for another great podcast. I look forward to whatever is next. <laughs> We're all like, wasn't it such a great way that they ended? I think it's stupid. Okay. <laughs> no, but that's fine, totally, Don. No, <laughs> totally
1: fair. Look, I, with the exception of Phoebe, I totally mm-hmm. agree. I was rooting for right, right. To Kill, about half of them.
2: But we yeah. liked Phoebe. We're team Phoebe. Team here.
1: Phoebe. I Yeah, she grew on me and pulled at my heartstrings. I like joe wanted to protect her um that was really funny thank you don <laughs> uh let's see we did get a couple of voice messages Let's see what we've got first on the lineup looks like we've got a voice message from steve see what he has to say
3: hello strange indeed we have made it to the final episode of season four of you Uh, It's been quite a ride. I guess Marianne really was dead. Oh, Nadia has found uh, Joe. (laughs) It'll all just be you. As in you. (laughs) This conversation between Joe and his version of Reese is just hilarious. He gives him the code. Thank you. Oh, the bodyguard has found him. Well, Joe made quick work of him. Achilles throat slash. I don't think Tom is being sincere here about what he's going to do for Joe. Maybe he is. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Wait, what is he gonna... He's not gonna commit suicide for real, is he? He's walking on this bridge, this unsafe footpath, and, uh, footpath, and he's missing a toe, remember? I forgot to say anything about Kate's simply summing up Phoebe being okay. That's great. Okay, so Joe just metaphorically threw himself off the bridge, and now he's climbing up on the stanchion. And he just jumped, and he's in the water. Of course, he instantly regrets it, like he said. Okay, so... Joe's gone Oh, Marianne, okay Now Nadia's telling the truth of what happened Oh, so Marianne is alive Oh, and of course he wakes up in a hospital Okay, so he's going to confess everything to her And she's going to do what Tom Lockwood offered to do, you think Clear his name But now we're back to Nadia looking for the trophies Rolls back Oh, Phoebe became a teacher in Thailand Of course Nadia stumbles over Eddie's body I knew that was coming Oh, and he sees Reese's reflection in the window. Oh, so it would seem that Kate is going to be around for next season, maybe? Uh, we'll see. All right. See you next time.
1: Thanks, Steve. That was great. That was
2: great. <laughs> uh, you cracked me up again with the stir. I forgot that you did it that first time, and then you got me again. I love
0: it. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All
1: right. And also got a voice message.
0: From Jody,
1: see what she has to say.
0: Hi, Rima and Paik, it's Jodie from Canberra Australia here with my thoughts on the U season 4 episode 10 season finale. Oh my gosh. I did some pterodactyl level screeching at certain points throughout this episode. I'm sure you can identify which points, so I won't really go into that. Um, but I do have an overarching season theory about what's been going on with Joe that I want to break down for you. So the mental break Joe has had this season where he created fake Reese to deal with his evil side, it demonstrates that he's finally done too many bad things to be able to even pretend to himself that he's a good person. He's killed too many people. He's covered up too many murders. He's just too good at doing all of it to be able to convince himself that he's a really good person like he wants to be. So Joe became obsessed with real Reese before everything happened this season. And before he had his mental break, it was implied that Joe and Reese shared a similar upbringing and real Reese has managed to overcome his trauma and become successful and respected, which is everything that Joe wants. And finally in the hotel, sorry, in the hospital with Kate, he finally admitted that he's not a good person, that he's done evil things. He finally faced himself. So my theory is that this season has been Joe falling in love with himself. He created fake Reese to represent his evil side, to make it a to make it in a way more palatable for himself on his road to acceptance. He admired real Reese and saw similarities between the two of them. So fake Reese was a way to try and force himself to accept who he really is in a way that he might be successful. And despite the jumping off of the bridge, it did work. As we see in the scene in New York where Joe is looking out the window, fake Reese is looking back. Joe has finally accepted who he is and moving forward is prepared to use all of the tools at his disposal which sets up next season to be a potential bloodbath. Speaking of next season, I really want it to be the last season and I would love to see Joe taken down now that he's essentially off his leash. I want Ellie to start a suicide squad and just take Joe to town. I would love it if it was revealed that Ellie had been following Joe's activities the entire time. She's found Matthew Engler. She's spoken to Dr. Nikki. She finds and speaks with Marion and Nadia. She goes back to talk to Ethan and Blythe and works out what happened with Beck. She finds people who knew Candace and works out what happened with her. She puts the whole thing together and finds a way to take Joe down. I would love that. Thank you so much for all the coverage of the season. It's been so enjoyable watching the show with you guys and with all of the listeners. So hope you enjoyed and I'll see you all next season.
1: That was delightful.
2: That was awesome. Yes. Thanks Jodi. Thanks for listening and watching along with us. We really appreciate that. And as you've heard earlier, me saying, yes, I'm fully on board with the (laughs) Suicide Squad plan. I think it is a great idea to just, Everybody comes back to take him down. It's gonna take a, an army.
1: <laughs> I love that idea. And I love that, you know, Ellie would be the one, you know, to do it, to go doing her own investigating and talking to people and rounding rounding people up to take him down. love that idea. Wouldn't be mad about it at all. Thanks, Jody. All right, we got another voice message from Gail. Let's see what she has to say. We're we're you got a lot riding on this, Gail. We're really <laughs> We're depending on all y'all to be providing us some insight, trying to figure out um, this analysis and uh, between Reese and Joe. All
2: right. No pressure.
1: Nope. Yeah, no pressure. No
4: pressure. <laughs> Hi, Vima and Pike. Well, I've debated putting together feedback for this episode all week. As a rule, I try not to give negative feedback because I'm aware that my opinion is only my opinion. Other listeners may have loved the episode, and I really don't want to throw cold water on those who are happy and satisfied with the conclusion of this season. Regrettably, I found this finale to be disjointed, nonsensical, and ultimately unsatisfactory. It's what I feared we might get once I learned that season 5 is on the way. Obviously, for that to happen, Joe needs to be alive and at least initially free, but the way they got him there was just preposterous in my opinion. So let's start with the good. Marianne gets away and is reunited with her daughter. Phoebe gets help and gets to live her own life without substances and being controlled. Both of those things are awesome. Now for the bad. The most objectionable is the whole beta blocker revival plan. That was ludicrous. Ludicrous that any sane person would participate in such a stupid plan rather than going to the police. And ludicrous in how Marianne was able to be revived outside of an ER. It was also ludicrous to have Joe succeed in killing one of the richest and most protected people on the planet. Honestly, in what reality would there not be additional security people or cameras with people watching them all over that place? Why would the master code book be in an airplane hangar? Why did I watch this episode? It was even worse to show Kate being completely okay with Joe having murdered Reese and then her father. Sure, I'll just hook up with a serial killer because I can't keep him good. Oh, my God. Fellow listeners, a show of hands. How many of you would have been willing to jump into his murderer's arms? <clears throat> it was also ludicrous for Joe to randomly pop up in the street in front of Nadia. Is he the Mason Kreskin? How on earth would he know the precise time the Scooby gang was going to burgle his place? Even supposing that he had live feed from his cameras, how would anybody be able to hop across town in London fast enough to cut someone's throat and plan a frame job? Speaking of the throat cutting, what the heck? Joe has not been shown to be up with murder of innocent sidekicks. Remember last season when he rescued Theo, gave him medicine, and got him to the hospital? Why would he suddenly murder this barely adult boy? Are we supposed to believe it's because he has integrated with Reese now and is super okay with killing anyone who's even a minor obstacle? So where does this leave us? Jonathan Moore dies in the water, presumably thinking about Kate and reintegrated Joe 2.0 was born. But now he has an army of super-evil lawyers, cleaners, and spin doctors to gloss over anything else despicable that he does. Presumably the point of next season will be to show Joe indulging in an unstoppable torrent of psychological torture and murder. I'm really sad that they didn't end the show with this season. They had a wonderful opportunity to do something fresh and progressive with the character, and they muffed it. Lastly, I want to quickly look at the rest of the predictions I made earlier in the season. Number one, there is more to Phoebe. Well, at least that was right. Phoebe gets help, finds her purpose, and leads a happy, caring life, teaching children. That was the highlight of the episode. And two, love is involved in this somehow. Nope, wrong on that score. But the debacle with Marianne's resurrection broke the trope that seeing a dead body equals that the person is actually dead in terms of the show. I'm still not convinced that we did see love's truly dead body joe certainly believes she is dead but until the show ends that remains a question for me as we did not see her body being consumed in the fire okay so thank you so much for putting this podcast together and giving us all a place to gather and share for the last 10 weeks i really appreciate all you do for this podcast take care gail thank you gail
2: yeah thanks so much We've and uh, yeah, I always appreciate your analysis and thoughts, even mm-hmm. if you did not like this episode so much. And I totally get why, because totally.
1: I've
2: listened to you over these past 10 weeks is really like your mindset of stuff that I absolutely understand why a lot of these things bother you, because it's not what you were hoping for. And I, I get that. Totally. And so hopefully next season will will bring more justice in better ways. We'll see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe's got to get his comeuppance. And hopefully it'll be in a satisfactory way that most will agree on. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to, you know, make everyone happy, but hopefully most of us will agree. Um, So sorry you felt kind of let down there, Gail, but I totally get why. Um, Maybe they'll do better um, for you next season. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, everyone, so, so much uh, for your feedback uh, for season four of you. It's such a fun show to cover. We have such a great time. Uh, with it just being absolutely absurd um, and obnoxious. Um, (laughs) So we appreciate all your thoughts trying to figure things out, break things down. We hope you return with us for season five uh, when it comes back sometime in 2024. Um, But until then, you know, next week, you know, or not next week, but next, I'll say next, we're going to be covering um, season two of Sweet Tooth
2: yay yeah I'm so excited so glad it's back
1: Cake is just itching to get back to this one you know i realized it was two years since the um finale aired has yeah. it really been two years it, it doesn't
2: feel like it was that long ago but yeah it's it's been a while because it was i think it was one of the first things i really like covered with you Over here, uh when I joined on. Um You
1: you've been stuck with me a while, Peak. And when I I heard that I was like, Two years, Paige. I'm trying to remember what the
2: first thing I I joined on was. It's been long enough now that I don't remember. Uh but
1: (laughs) I'd have to go back because yeah, it, uh, it feels like you know, you've just always been here. So I can't remember that first thing. But it was one of the you know, one of the first things that we covered. Mm-hmm. Together, so yeah, two years since the finale. I'm like, dang, they've taken their time on this one. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna come back to season two. Um, if you want to listen to our coverage of season one, it is out there. Um, it is on Netflix, and it returns on April the twenty seventh. Yeah. So that's in a couple of weeks. So we'll be, you know, on a you know, couple couple weeks break. There, until that comes back. So, yeah, come back for our coverage, uh, starting with Season 2, Episode 1 of Sweet Tooth. I don't have a title yet. They haven't released the title, so, un- untitled mm-hmm. for the moment. So, yeah, it'd be great to see um, what's been up with Gus and Big Man and yeah, all those plot lines. So, yeah, excited for that I'm one.
2: excited to get back to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. For sure. We had a
1: good time with that one. It was not what I expected, but in, like, a good mm-hmm. way. So... Yeah, I hope everyone comes back uh, for that.
2: For sure. Uh, so yeah, if you when you whenever we uh, get to that first episode, we'll let you know because sometimes we release the first episode a little early, yep. right after it drops, and then try to get on it. But just stay tuned, and you'll see. Uh, but if you're going to be along that ride for uh, with us on Sweet Tooth, we'd love to hear your feedback and stuff. We had great feedback here for you. We'd love to keep it going with Sweet Tooth Season 2. So, of course, you can always go to podcastica.com, find out all of those ways to get your uh, feedback to us and all our contact information.
1: And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows. So many great shows being covered right now um, right now and have been covered. Uh, so mm-hmm. not any shortage of content. And... Of course, while you're there, you must check out Pake and Daphne at Run for Your Lives. What have yeah. you all got going on? <clears throat> you just ended your latest season, right?
2: Yeah, our uh, our season our season finale. That you know, so we'll be taking a little break after this week as well. Nice. So it will be up Friday this weekend. So you got one more episode coming up from us this week. It, it is our uh, season finale. We always do our look back special, <laughs> uh, where we kind of go over not really go over but we we look back at all the movies and stuff that we've covered over the season and we do our little uh, f- like awards in a way our favorite uh characters, favorite monsters and and threats, our favorite movies, episodes. That's awesome. And we're doing it a little different this year because uh this season fell within Oscar season. Uh. Um we we gave it a little Oscar twist, and we haven't even announced that on uh, Run for Your Lives, so people are getting an inner scoop, listening to a different podcast. I heard so this it here is first, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so just you know, so we're kind of got like some Oscar type uh, categories a little way. We did it that way, so our usual top five list is now our like nominations, and then we actually had to in real time, not knowing what each other's nominations were come together and as a team decide which one actually gets to walk away with the award. So that was, that was fun. That is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And since that comes out Friday, you do have time. If you are a listener of run for your lives to still give us some feedback to what your favorites have been over this season as well. So hopefully we'll hear from some of you.
1: Yeah. Go out and write in. That's awesome.
2: And then while you're checking out that show, yellow jackets, Star Wars podcast, all the great stuff going on. Make sure if you're finding those shows that you love to give them all the love you can follow, subscribe, review, rate, all of the things that you can do on Apple podcasts and Spotify and wherever you listen, we always appreciate that love. So thank you so much.
1: Yes, please. And thank you in advance. It it really helps, you know, get, get the podcast to be seen when people are searching for a podcast to listen to for whatever their favorite show is at the time, um, you know, uh, helps, helps them be seen. Y- you would be shocked yeah. at how hard sometimes it can be uh, to find, <laughs> you know, a podcast. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> um, if, if you don't have enough, you know, ratings and reviews and, and folks that subscribe to it. So it really helps, um, helps them and all of us to be singing um, by others. Yeah. So appreciate that. Yep.
2: So, Definitely do. But all right, for now, that is our show. Thanks, everyone, for listening.
1: Until next time, I'm Rima.
2: And I'm Paik.
1: And Jason Lombardozzi is strange indeed.